Hi, welcome to Sales Strategy Monday with me, Chanel Coons. In today's training, it's all about selling remotely. My top five and a half best sales strategies for optimizing your sales and increasing your closing ratio while at home or working remotely with young kids. Tip number one, work to get face-to-face -face with your clients. Now, getting physically face-to-face -face isn't always possible because of the country's state of affairs, or maybe you can only do sales calls during nap time, and you're not really set up, uh, your business isn't really set up to physically sit down with clients. In either case, that's cool. With technology, you no longer need to get physically face-to-face. -face. I will say I know that it's highly beneficial if you can, but the next closest best thing is to get virtually face-to-face. Conducting Zoom calls is proven to provide superior closing ratios when comparing Zoom calls with phone call presentations. Now, there are things that you want to be aware of when presenting on Zoom to make sure that your Zoom calls are the most engaging, least distracting, and most effective. I have a whole video about how to prevent major Zoom call pitfalls, and it is linked below, so you want to check that out if you are conducting Zoom calls. The fact is though, Zoom is the best way to keep your prospect engaged and like mentally present. And it's a superior way to build rapport. Rather than trying to do an entire sales presentation over the phone, phone sales are really effective as well. And I do have a video training on that that I'll link just in case your prospect refuses to get on a video call. But really I have few people decline video calls because you can always give them the option to hop on the call and make it so that their screen is blacked out, but they can still see you and you want them to see you. To be able to see your face, it builds quicker rapport. It keeps your customer more highly engaged and it's a great way to present the visuals that you would be presenting if you were sitting in person one-on-one. -on -one. And if your prospect doesn't like Zoom, you can do FaceTime, you can do Google Hangouts, or you can do Skype. Remember Skype? <laughs> Either way, do your best to get them virtually face-to-face -face, or at least virtually seeing your face. Number two, text message. In that same training that I just referenced about phone sales, I shared with you, I share with you in that training, the exquisite power of text messaging during a prospect phone call. If your prospect doesn't want to get on a video call or if they asked you to call them back or if you scheduled a video chat and you just want to help make sure that they like follow through on that scheduled appointment, shoot them a text. Here are a few examples of what to shoot over via text. If your prospect refuses to get on a video call and they just want to hear your presentation over the phone, use text message to share with your prospect visuals to keep them engaged while you're on the phone with them, while you're on the phone with them. If you reference a testimonial, send them over the before and after pictures. If you reference a statistic, send them over a graph. We know that most people are doing at least three other things while they're on the phone. Shoot, you're probably doing at least two other things while you're listening to this training or watching it. So work to keep their attention and engagement by sending them a graph or a before and after picture during your conversation with them. Prepare to send a minimum of five visuals that are relevant to where you are within your phone sales presentation. You can also send out graphs, links, and other visuals to keep them engaged and excited before your next phone call, whether it's in between a follow-up call to schedule the actual call, or if it's in between your actual scheduled 
Zoom meeting or phone call or in-person meeting. The power of this, of sending out text messages during the, like, that in-between period, is you're oftentimes leaving the line of communication open with your prospect, where your prospect can review the things that you sent over and then ask you questions and keep engaged until you're meeting virtually on the phone or in person. With that said, if they ask you questions, you wanna answer those questions very vaguely, just as vague as possible, explaining that you're gonna go into greater detail and cover all of the bases, including specifics for them, because everyone's different and their needs are different, during your scheduled meeting. Sales are not closed, I repeat, Sales are not closed via text message. Your closing ratio via text is statistically crazy low. Text message is rather a means of keeping your customer engaged. The phone call or the Zoom call or in person is where you close your sales, where you get payment information, etc. Number three, be prepared. <laughs> okay, both of my kids, at the same age, about the same age, have been obsessed with The Lion King. We even did a Lion King costume last year, and if you're listening to this on a podcast, I'll share the photo of us all dressed up in, in The Lion King on my blog post related to this episode. But when I hear the phrase, be prepared, I automatically think of... With all that aside, be prepared. Being prepared is crucial for an effective sales presentation, period. Whether on Zoom, in person, or over the phone. If you're getting into a Zoom call, you wanna be sure that everything on your end, tech-wise, is ready to go. Your mic is good, your background is clean, your Wi-Fi is working. Do a quick run-through before you hop on that call. You want to be sure you know your script. You know every single point that you're going to hit. You have it rehearsed, prepared, and ready to go, including all of the visuals that you're going to share. Again, the visuals you will share in person, on Zoom, or while you're presenting over the phone. Visuals are wildly important and impactful, so have your visuals and links ready to go. And... Have your kiddos secured away, whatever you gotta do. While a mild interruption can be endearing, your prospect won't be bothered by it, they might even think it's cute the first time. But if it happens multiple times, it becomes disrespectful to your prospect's time. And it's distracting from the intention of your conversation and from closing your sale. So arrange something, do a friend play date swap where they take your kids today and you take their kids tomorrow or another day. Hire a sitter, set up the call when your significant other is home or when you are 1000 million percent certain that your kids will be sound asleep. <laughs> The sound of sleep one always makes me a little nervous because I feel like my kids always sleep until it's like super important that they sleep and then they don't. <laughs> so be prepared with kiddo arrangements too. That's very important when you're a work at home mom, when you're working remotely with young kids. Number four, have a dedicated workspace. If you are a work at home mom, you can work anywhere in your house or you can work at a Starbucks or Panera Bread, it's fantastic. And as I do personally have an at home office, you will find me on the couch, outside on the patio and at the kitchen table. With that said, there is something about sitting down at my desk that turns the work switch on for me. And my kids also know that if mommy is in the office, 
she's working. As opposed to when I'm sitting at the kitchen table, I am understandably free game for interruption from my young kids and my husband. Your dedicated workspace, it doesn't necessarily have to be an office. If it is an office or a room, great, but it could also be a small table in your walk-in closet. Whatever you gotta do to get in some quiet time for you to focus your intention, your mind, be able to get in quiet phone calls, create that space. And with that said, be conscious if you do end up doing a Zoom call and you're doing it in your closet, you wanna be sure that your background is not distracting. And I think I'm almost certain, I haven't used it myself, but Zoom has a feature to where you can change your background. I wouldn't recommend doing like a seascape, an oceanscape, but maybe something a little neutral. Um, so look into that. I'm not 100% certain, but I do think it's a thing. Keep that in mind though, if you do do Zoom calls that when they see you, you wanna make sure that it looks very professional in the background, even if your typical workspace is your, your walk-in closet. <laughs> Lastly, five and five and a half habits and accountability. You are a busy woman. Your mind is really busy too. You're thinking about all the things, your kids' development, your work, your relationships, what to feed yourself and the family, and the list goes on and on and on. If you wanna be more effective, and being the most effective is legit, always in the forefront of my mind. I'm always working on becoming more and more effective, thinking of ways that I can be implementing new things. But what I've discovered is that one of the most effective ways to be the most effective you can be is to get on autopilot to where you don't have to think and just can do, which when you do that, you significantly reduce overwhelm and fatigue. You have more energy and, and you do that by creating a routine and habits. I've talked a ton about Miracle Mornings <laughs> since I've started this journey of sharing online and I can link a resource below about Miracle Mornings, but Miracle Mornings themselves have become this game-changing habit for me. An example of something that I don't have to think about and rather just do. When you create habits, you get more things done with less overwhelm and our children also appreciate the consistency of habits and routines too. So figure out what habits and routines need to be implemented for you and your crew. I talked a bit about block scheduling a couple weeks ago. I'll link that episode below too. Block scheduling has been a game changer for me when it comes to creating an effective schedule for work life and home life. And lastly, that half accountability. You're your own boss. You don't get paid unless you work or you sell, and I'm sure you're really hard on yourself, maybe harder on yourself than an actual boss would be. But if you really sit and take inventory, are you getting all the things done as effectively as you could be, or following through on all of your intentions and all of your goals? Take a second and get real with yourself. If not, I highly recommend getting an accountability partner. It could be a friend, it could be a coworker, it could be a coach, who's going to push you and hold you accountable to all the things you need to do to really propel yourself into hitting and surpassing all your sales and small business goals and perhaps even your personal life goals too. Okay, these have been the most effective tips for me and my work at home mom life. I would love to hear from you. What is something that you have implemented since the hit of 2020 that has been wildly positively impactful for you and your work at home mom life? Tell me below. If you don't have any, I hope that you implement these things. And when you do, let me know. Share with me your results. Also, if you haven't caught my Crush Your Sales Goals free 10 module training, you want to catch that. It's linked below. I also have a free ebook, The Empowered Work at Home Mama. If that's something that you're interested to, that's linked below. 
And I hope you know, and remember, you're amazing, capable, and strong. No dream or goal is too big or too silly, whatever that dream or goal may be. And the time is now. And this is 25 weeks pregnant. <laughs>